When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. So today I want to take some time to talk about the global economy and the U.S. economy as well. You know, we're in one of those time periods, again, we've seen this in the past, where, you know, much of the media... I would say is is not entirely ignoring some of this concrete data uh, and, and other signs that the economy is in a really bad place and that it's slowing, but they're not all that concerned about it because the stock market is doing well and because uh, the, the White House and the Federal Reserve and whatnot are, are projecting um, confidence or at least uh, not a whole lot of concern right now about this economic slowdown. And yet, we're seeing it in a variety of places uh, here in the United States, a variety of different sectors, and and around the world. You know, a good example would be Europe right now. Uh, Italy is is in the midst of a slight but official recession. Uh, Germany, their growth growth rate is is basically at at zero. Right, uh, the UK is is really in a lot of turmoil right now with with their Brexit. And when are they gonna leave the EU? Are they gonna leave? Is it gonna be you know, nine days from now, or is it going to be nine months from now? Um, and and France is dealing with a lot of their own societal problems as well. Their their yellow vest protests, which uh, certainly have have not gone away and have not uh, stopped garnering attention from from uh, the the media and from social media, especially. And that's just Europe, right? China uh, is is currently undergoing a massive uh, stimulus program. To, to attempt to to jumpstart their economy, a very poor economic growth coming into the beginning of 2019. They respond to that how they have in the past by by injecting a massive amount of stimulus and basically uh, uh, credit growth or debt, right? A debt based growth into their economy, and even that isn't working as well as it has in the past. And the United States, we're dealing with major issues right now. I mean, right now the the uh, the Atlanta Fed is currently projecting. A 0.4% growth rate for GDP in uh, quarter one, which, you know, generally speaking, the Atlanta Fed oftentimes over uh, projects far too high when it comes to to what, you know, future GDP numbers will be uh, before they're released. And so you got to wonder, are we going to be close to zero? Even 0.4% is pretty weak, even if you consider, you know, we had a government shutdown or it was snowy outside or whatever. Uh, things are not looking great. And yet, as I said at the beginning of this video, the stock market is looking pretty rosy. In fact, right now, the Dow Jones here in the United States is down on the day, down about 100 points, which, you know, with, with some of these swings lately, is not that big in the whole scheme of things. It's just shy of 26,000, so about 25, just shy of 25,800. Um, to put that in perspective, the all-time high from back in October is about 1,000 points higher right, than where it is right now. So uh, we're, we're, you know, it's, it's, it's gotten close to those numbers. Um, you know, the, it's high from, from uh, you know, a couple weeks ago or from a month ago was a couple hundred points higher than where it is right now. But as a whole, 
it is far away from from the depths that we saw. Uh, well, ultimately, the, the, the bottom was uh, Christmas Eve of, of 2018, where we saw it fall below 22,000, right? Well off of that. You know, if you looked at the stock market and you had to guess, which, by the way, is a terrible plan to guess how the economy is doing based on the stock market. Um, but but if you looked at the stock market based on, on uh, and guess where the economy is, you, you'd guess that it's doing pretty well right now. And yet a lot of this economic data is showing just the opposite. In fact, FedEx came out uh, just yesterday with with some some uh, earnings reports, and and you know the big headline was that revenue was down, and they said it was you know they they gave two big reasons. Uh, this is from CNBC, uh, an article titled "FedEx Just Warned the Whole Globe Is Slowing." CNBC reports that uh, well FedEx reported that declining uh, revenue is a result of unfavorable exchange rates. And the negative effects of trade battles, so you know trade wars between the U.S., China, etc. But you got to wonder: is there more to this? Because this isn't the first time that that FedEx has been in this situation. <coughs> Excuse me. In fact, I made a video uh, something like three months ago titled "What Might Be Seen in a Severe Recession." Morgan Stanley on FedEx. Um, and and you know, is there more to this than just uh, the trade war? I mean, in the whole scheme of things, I've said this for a while, you know, the, the impact that the trade war has had on the U.S. economy and on the Chinese economy and even the European economy is, is not insignificant, but, but there's bigger factors at work here. You know, a good example would be China. I talked about how, how, uh, I've talked about how in 2018 uh, they, they really had a, a double whammy of, of the trade war plus their own domestic policy because, you know, their policy coming into 2018 was to deleverage, to try and uh, uh, take some air out of this bubble without letting it totally pop and, and, and a hard landing, what some might call a hard landing for their economy. Uh, that was something that they're working on throughout most of 2018. Uh, but they had this double whammy of a. Tr- this episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Trade war that put some extra pressure on their economy. But it wasn't the trade war, I don't think, that, that led to... Um, China ultimately capitulating and and you know trying to reinflate things. No, I think it was the fact that I mean that's how bubbles work. The, the, the idea of slowly letting air out of a bubble, or or as opposed to letting it pop, is it's a myth. I mean, how often has that ever worked in these types of economic situations? Um, China's you know ultimate option here is to continue to blow up that bubble, or else let it pop very rapidly. Um, uh, same thing goes for the United States. I mean, how much has this trade war really affected our economy? Now, I get it. You know, tariffs are our tax, and 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 to some extent, it's probably affected some, um, you know, uh, farmers. You know, certain sectors of the U.S. economy have hit, been hit harder than others. But as a whole, you know, I, I would, you know, you, you like you can't expect perfect growth conditions all the time for the U.S. economy. And and if we have one little blip come in, whether it be a government shutdown, uh, which which seem to be pretty predictable these days, or, or fairly common, or snow, which is you know, very common through the months of, of 
you know, December and, and through February or, or like November or October and, and April if you're in Minnesota like I am. Uh, I mean, those are predictable things and you can't just say every year, you know, that's the excuse for why the economy is lagging. I mean, we've been at this for like 10 years and I get it. 2018, maybe in 2017, not a terrible growth year for the U.S. economy based on the official data. But as a whole, the last 10 years, uh, just really lackluster growth. And it looks like we're moving back to that given the quarter four number, the quarter one number that's going to be coming out here, you know, relatively soon. Um, and, and you got to wonder, you know, e- e- how much longer can this go on? I mean, the Fed has been the only central bank that's at all been able to to you know, tighten uh, their, their policy significantly. Uh, they've They've unwound part of their balance sheet, which they continue to today. They've raised their interest rate to, I think, two and a quarter to two and a half percent, their Fed funds rate. Um, but that's about it. That That's all things considered. You know, if we're going to look at history prior to the Great Recession, that's still very dovish policy for for the end of an economic cycle, for, for what is supposedly a, a period of good economic growth. And yet there, you know, the, there's a reason, you know, some people call the dollar the the what is it the the cleanest shirt in in the dirty laundry pile right i think that's what peter schiff uses um it's you know if you look at uh the european central bank i mean they recently stopped qe and already they're having to go back to easing policies and that's in the midst of of what like zero percent interest rates they might even be negative i'm not sure the bank of japan is negative I think. I mean, they've they've been negative. I, I forget where they're at now. They continue to do QE, and yet their economy. I mean, it, it, ECB and the EU economy. I mean, the EU economy continues to struggle to get any growth. I mean, how much more stimulus can we do? China, right? Their economy starts faltering, and they start pumping more economic growth. And even that has uh, had a, a limited effect on 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 you know how much growth we're seeing out of China. In fact, there's a lot of signs right now that. Despite it being the largest injection of credit in Chinese history, uh, it may have very limited results. And that's expected, right? The more debt you have in an economy and the more you ease policy, the less effective it's going to be. The less GDP you're going to be able to generate with each dollar of debt or, or each uh, you know, amount of, of, of monetary easing. Right. And that's where we're at right now. I can't tell you this is going to fall apart in 2019 because the truth of the matter is that I'm recording this on March 20th. The Fed's going to be coming out later today. And, and, you know, between them, the ECB, the Bank of Japan, People's Bank of China and others, you know, let's not forget about the governments of these countries as well. They can come out and they can try and reinflate this and they can keep this going for another year. I've warned about this for a long time that. Just because the economy is looking poor doesn't mean that it can't be reinflated. But what I can say is that sustainable, robust economic growth, it's not going to happen under these circumstances. Inflation is absolutely going to continue. It's going to be a larger and larger risk in the future with these types of policies. Um, and and we're going to continue to experience lackluster growth, a shrinking of the middle class, a, a, a lack of wage growth, despite supposedly good economic growth, you know, potentially good corporate profits, maybe not. Um, and, and, you know, ultimately, it's going to lead to uh, whatever you want to call it, stagflation um, at the economic level, higher and higher inflation, and, and just really a stagnating economy. Right? I mean, think about that. Like what, what comes to mind when you think 
Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Think of stagnation. You know what I think of is stagnating water. Like water in a in an old bucket or barrel or something um, out behind some shed in the heat of summer filled with rainwater and you have a whole bunch of like mosquito larvae and stuff in there. That's, that's what comes to my mind when I think of stagnating water, right? Or stagnating water in like a, a, a swamp or something like that. I mean, th- that's kind of a good analogy for, for where our economy has been for a long time. And I think it's only going to get worse, right? They can try and use all their techniques to, to ultimately prop this up. But, you know, I, I'm really... Uh, I, I, I've had little to no confidence in them for a long time. You guys know that. But, but I think the, the amount of confidence that, that others, uh, w- which have far more decision-making power than I do, um, I think that's going to be decreasing as well, uh, as evidenced you know, by, by the ECB a week or two ago coming out and saying, hey, we're going to institute easing policies. Their stock market goes down. That's the opposite of what they were looking for. The People's Bank of China and the Chinese government, they institute a massive credit injection. They do all these easing policies, and, and it pumps up their stock market for a while. Um, and, and, and people expected to have the same results that it did in the past, but surprise, surprise, it doesn't, right? And so I don't want to be, um, I guess, too calm about this. Or I don't want to say that this can go on for another three years or five years or whatever. I don't know ultimately. Um, because, so when I say that is, yes, it's absolutely a possibility and that's by no means an ideal situation anyways, right? Because, because there's a lot of really bad side effects from, from their, their policies right now. And we've seen that over the last 10 years. The last thing I'd want is another 10 years of this. Uh, but we're also getting a lot of signs that, that this, this, um, easier policy from the ECB or the Bank of Japan or the People's Bank of China they're just not having the same effect that they have in the past. And that's going to lead to desperation. I think we'll see it from the Fed as well. Now, the Fed is kind of a step further on the hawkish side than these other central banks. But you know, ultimately, when the Fed does come out and stop quantitative tightening and eventually go back to QE and lowering interest rates, they're going to be in the same boat. I mean, they already are. Uh, where, where they're going to cut rates by a quarter percent right in the midst of a stock market crash or, or, or a recession or something. And the market is going to go down because they're going to say, wait, what? That's it? I mean, that's you're not meeting again for another month and a half, and that is it? We wanted more. Like, that's not enough. You Bring rates to zero like you did before, right? Start the printing presses again. We're going to see the same thing. And, and eventually what's going to happen is they're going to cut rates to zero, they might do it first time around. Who knows? Maybe I, I I tend to think that they will, but I'm just using an example here. They're they're going to cut rates to zero, and they're going to start QE. Right? Uh, let's let's do 20 billion a month or 50 billion a month or whatever. And the markets are going to say, that's it. And the market's going to go down again. They're going to say that's it. Right? That's what we did last time. I don't remember what it was. 80, 100 billion a month, whatever. Um, but the markets are going to ask for more. They're going to say that's not enough. 
right? You're only able to cut rates two and a half uh, percentage points this time, right? Or maybe a little more if they're going negative. We need more stimulus in the form of QE, right? And that's, you know, that's what we're seeing right now in Europe. That's what we're seeing in China. And that's what we're going to, that's going to be the theme of this story going forward is that's it. That's not enough. But but the truth of the matter is that eventually we're going to get to the point where no amount of interest rate cuts or QE is going to be enough because of the side effects of the programs. And just because ultimately you can't uh, uh, just reinflate uh, a balloon with a big hole in it, right? You can't reinflate an economy that is just drowning and drowning in debt. And so you know, ultimately we're going to lead, you know, that's going to lead to some serious inflation, because of, of their frantic policies and it's going to lead to a whole ton of other side effects you know that's the n- never mind you know the what some would say maybe the economic tail risks whether that's inflation or or um, massive deflation deleveraging bubbles popping etc that's that's serious enough what is that going to affect in the societal the political and the geopolitical realm right um, imagine heading into 2020 elections already. I'm just, uh, like, man, you guys are probably in the same boat, maybe not, but just, it's going to take a lot to make it through that 2020 election season, right? Regardless of who wins on the left or, 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 uh, Trump or whatever. It's just, I already know that the, the, the barrage from the media and, and probably the, the censorship from social media and, and all of that is just going to be overwhelming and i don't want to I, I don't want to deal with it it's going to be very depressing to deal with with such uh bias and and polarization and whatnot and I, i'm sure many of you guys know where i'm coming from but but imagine if that's exacerbated by rising unemployment by rising inflation by the stock market crashing and people seeing their 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 portfolios evaporate before them you know just uh, i mean that's what economic you know that's that's why these economic uh um, problems or factors are so important for politics and then geopolitical you know does this mean that we start another you know foreign conflict for some reason right does this mean that we um are more aggressive in our in our currency and our in our sanctions uh, currency or just sanctions as a whole, you know, economic means to to wage war. I guess does it mean we're going to be more aggressive uh, in, in our military uh, with our military against you know countries that we already have a beef with or in you know Middle East or whatever, or you know with with places that maybe we haven't uh, uh, really messed with in a while. Right, I'm talking like Iran or or, or Venezuela or, or or even China or Russia. Right, uh, it is it's you know that's what really uh is is going to be interesting and and could be really damaging like the, the economic side of it and how it affects these other realms is going to be really interesting so you know this is a bit of a rant today i understand that i'm at about 17 plus minutes here but i wanted to talk about this i, I think it's really important to understand that there's more to it than the stock market and as soon as the stock market rolls over we'll see this not just talking about slowing economic growth but worrying about it you know you'll see people on cnbc worrying about it again i don't know how much longer this can go on it certainly seems like it's getting close to the end right given some of these recent examples that i gave here in china or in in, or in the eu but you know it's uh they can always try and kick the can down the road longer and longer but but that's not by any means an ideal situation because of of uh 
the, the downsides to that, whether it be a shrinking middle class, a growing wealth inequality, growing unrest, inflation, etc. So as always, if you've had ideas, if you have comments, questions for me uh, for future videos, etc., put it down below in the comment section. Otherwise, let me know what you thought of this, this podcast, this talk, this video today. As always, I'd like to thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video, listening to this podcast, and God bless.